With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 to noon Eastern or 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Dan Patrick Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You are listening to the Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Welcome inside Hour 2, the Dan Patrick Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes. As Bobby Bonilla liked to say in an exclusive interview he did with uh, Action Sports, it's bigger than my birthday. And, uh, you know, Doug, you asked me last hour on the show, you know, as a Mets fan, I told you how embarrassing it is. It's a really difficult optic, even though it was a sound business decision to defer payments to Bobby Bonilla, who's going to be getting $1.1 million on this day every year until 2035. Uh, Darren Ravel has a story on this with new information that we have never found out before because he sit down with Bobby Bonilla and Bonilla said uh, that the Mets actually tried to get him to retire and when they couldn't get him to retire they worked on this agreement and Bobby Bonilla Day was born. So this is what I mean when I say the optic for my team on this is just terrible that they first they tried to convince him to retire because look we don't want to pay you we don't think you're very good. Oh and instead all right, we're just going to give you a million dollars a year for the next 35 years. This is what I mean about the optic surrounding the Mets. Yeah, but I mean, like, tell me a team that I'm like, I'm an Angel fan. You think the optics with with Albert Pujols deal, you know, was it was a good one where, you know, they 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 bought him out of the last year of his disastrous contract. And then he goes and plays with the Dodgers. And now he's back playing with the St. Louis Cardinals. He's he's still getting paid, I believe, to be at the end of his career to be a representative of the Angels. Like in the you know, he's not an angel anymore. It's all these contracts exist and deferred payments. I think it's only a bigger thing because it's the Mets. And I'll, I'll be completely honest with you because we have more Mets fans that are broadcasters. Mm-hmm. It's it's the same. The Mets have actually been a good team. They've been in a World Series. There are so many other 
organizations that are so much more poorly run. The problem is that one of the Mets and you have a good number of people who are sportscasters, broadcasters talking that are Mets fans. And then, of course, they're in the same city with the most successful baseball franchise ever. You know, so you have those two things which make this which make all Mets stories bigger stories than they actually are. Well, yeah, and it, it's all—it's always the the group of teams in every sport that it's easy to point fingers and go, "See, they're always a laughing stock, right?" Whether whether in, and and most of them are my teams because it's you know it's the Knicks, it's the Jets, you know, but it's the Lions, it's the Raiders, it's the Browns, it's certain teams that just yeah these headlines follow them and they're always more embarrassing and worse for them than they are if this happened to the Patriots, right? If the Patriots had a free agent signing that didn't work and you know Bill Belichick agreed to pay a guy until twenty. 30 it would be well hey no no this was this was a smart business decision this is just a, a deal that didn't go but boy what what, what a great trend setting for the future bill belichick has thought of it's all in the presentation of it and some teams that's how it goes for them the team like the mets it's ah let's jump up and down on them but other teams it would be uh, you know smart business decision so it, it's just a perspective that the teams have that, that really hurt them in that situation there's no there's 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 no no question about it can i can i ask you something this is interesting to me okay um, it feels like with this being the first full day of NBA free agency and Kevin Durant asking to be traded yesterday, it feels like that should be the biggest story. But the USC UCLA thing has so many different layers to it and is so massive in the landscape of all college sports that I feel like maybe today it's equal footing with KD or maybe even lesser footing than KD, but a historically bigger story. If you were seeding them in a tournament, which one would you say is bigger? Today I would say it would be USC-UCLA. Right, because we had that we had the big jarring headline yesterday, and it was jarring, but it was only jarring for a few hours because then NBA free agency, Kevin Durant opts out, and this is a year for free agency where you know LeBron wasn't moving somewhere. You know, you still had big names out there, but you know when 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 the biggest thing going into free agency is Jalen Brunson uh, going to the Knicks, it's all right. Maybe this year is not quite the same. So we had the blockbuster of Durant, but we didn't have a, re- a resolution, and and we don't know where he's going, and it's going to play out. But now the day after, people are starting to see this USC-UCLA, and they're going to say, wow, this is USC leaving. These these are the rock stars of college football that are leaving. Because even though USC hasn't had the footprint the last few years that they had in the the early aughts, they were easily the, the biggest rock star program and still are. And now we're expecting to be it again with Lincoln Riley and all the recruits that are following him and 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 the fact that these are the teams that are leaving uh is, is a much bigger deal because the you know you know this would be Alabama leaving. You know Alabama's leaving the SEC for the Big 10. Why is Alabama leaving? That's the impact USC has. And and UCLA being part of it is great. Um but you're talking about an entire market leaving. You 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 the the ramifications of what it means for the teams and the travel and are other teams going to follow there is a huge domino effect for this and I, I guarantee you this weekend like when when you and I are out and we're hanging out with our friends and we're talking 
talking about it. We'll talk about Kevin Durant for a few minutes because obviously, boy, KD, where do you think he's going to go? And But when it comes, boy, this USC-UCLA thing, and that's more of the conversation. And that's something that, you know, 20, 25 minutes you can see going by talking with your friends about it where KD will be like a five-minute conversation, then a bigger one when he signs and you see where he goes and how that affects the NBA. But right now, th- this thing has so many tentacles and angles to it that it's it's just starting to become, and people are just starting to get the 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 intricacies of this and how big a deal this is. Well, I'm I'm gonna disagree with you in terms of my weekend. I'm gonna be in a in a gym coaching. So in basketball, I think the KD and where will he go and the Kyrie and you know would you bite the apple and bring in a Kyrie and you know should LeBron get rid of Anthony Davis? I think that's I think that's a better with the guys topic. But I think the USC UCLA thing is massive because of not just the it, it, what happens next. How does this affect recruiting? Because because here's generally kind of the way it works. The the you mentioned that it's a it's a titan, and that's the only reason they have value is they're a titan, right? That they can it's the Texas the the schools that rate rate regardless of Notre Dame rates, Texas rates, USC rates, Alabama rates. Oklahoma rates, you know, Clemson rates like th- those are the ones that Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. Those are the ones that people care about. Those are the ones with value and forever. They've had their value tied up with a conference. And there's a couple of schools, Texas and USC specifically, that are bigger than the rest of their conferences combined. And now they flex their muscles and they've used that strength. And now they're in a conference of 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 like like sized like. Uh, you know, a backing school, if you will. Um, but, you know, what is it? It's going to be interesting. You know, the, the SEC has recruited Southern California very well. This opens up Southern California recruiting to the Big Ten. It just does because now you can say, hey, you come here. We have, you know, we're a better school, better facilities, completely invested, and we're going to play in L.A. I, I think it <clears throat> now, does that mean that the UCLA and USC, can they go and recruit the Midwest and say, you know, not only do you get to get out of the cold and play in the sunshine, but we, we're going to bring you home every year to play as well. I think that does work kind of both ways. And, you know, the rec- the recruiting aspect of it is fascinating to me. But then it's what's next? Or then it's what happens to Stanford and Cal? Right? Like, I think the L.A. market is huge and USC is bigger. And and I know that, you know, Stanford students and alum, they don't fill up their stadium, whatever. But that's an incredible school with remarkable alumni and it's in the conversation of the best all around sports programs on earth in terms of the Olympic sports. And then you have Cal, the number one public school um, in the, in the country, you know, in terms of ratings of public universities and a, a rival and in the same system, the UC system as UCLA, like how does that all work? Like that, that, I don't know. That whole thing is interesting to me. How does it affect recruiting? What do the conferences look like? You mentioned Notre Dame. You and then there's there's Oregon. There's Washington. And then the last part to it is, and this was the threat. I, I don't. I think you had left ESPN when, when, uh, the first Big Twelve, first uh, Big Ten expansion happened. But there's always the threat of Congress saying. Hey, that tax shelter you got for college athletics, uh, this is this is a paid enterprise. You're making money. You're spending money to buy kids like this. You're going to have to if that happens now, the sport changes completely. 
And, uh, you know, not, uh, and I don't know what happens to so many of these athletic departments. You know, if you're Oregon State or you're Washington State and you get left behind and you're not in one of these major conferences and you're not getting money from your state for your for your sports anymore, like your whole university changes, changes. And at some point this could, you know, whether it's privatized college athletics and everybody thinks they want that. It's like people thinking they want college athletes to be employees. You don't want them to be employees because employees can be hired. They can also be fired. You know, uh, they employees will have to pay taxes on all benefits. Those things don't occur right now. They get all the benefits of employees with, really very little of the downside. So I'm interested in how in, in all of it because it, it is a bit of a house of cards. And I think I think this SCUCLA thing may have pulled out the bottom. I don't know what happens to the, the NCAA, um, but I think this is a titanic land shift that I, 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 here's the most impressive thing. There were no rumors of it, right? No rumors of it. It came out. It was done that night. That's how deals get done, right? Because once it, there's the hemming and the hawing, that's when people go, wait a second, this school, it's not fair. There were no rumors, no leaks. They got it done just like Texas and Oklahoma. And now all of a sudden that Big Ten deal is going up exponentially. And I, I wonder what's next. So I'm going to disagree. I think this weekend people are still talking about ball and what happens with all these all this different movement in the NBA. But long term, this the 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 ramifications of UCLA and USC being in the Big Ten are massive. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb here on the Dan Patrick Show. Well, I'll I'll take you to what's next, which is which is where things get even more out of control. Because look, college football is about chaos, and I love the chaos and how things change, and and there's no real leadership, and everybody's kind of just doing what's best for them. And and we talked about this with Petrus Papadakis last hour that hey, this is a money move clearly for USC, UCLA, and everybody can cut this up, and 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 you can be upset about the travel, but this is about money and what they're making. The model of college football with NIL deals and transfer portal, right now it's unsustainable, right? The NIL is, is, is completely going to get out of control. It's already spiraled out of control. I like to think that maybe some of the powers that be understood that, okay, uh, our conferences, this may not be great for half of our teams because they can't compete and it's, it's going to be difficult and we, we may have to do something here for it. And then this move happens and it's going to be, well, if they can go and just basically... Uh, the, you know, inject cash into the school and into their program. Well, why should we figure anything else out for NIL? Yeah, you know what? Doors open, and it's going to get even more uh, out of control as this gets into orbit. So I, I don't know that this did anything uh, for that than just, hey, maybe we were going to slow down a little bit, and, and we were going to pull the emergency brake and say, okay, let's 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 realize what this model of college football and how sustainable it is. And I, I don't believe it is at all. And then this story happens yesterday. And it's okay. Well, now now. Now that can't happen. Now more NIL deals are going to are going to go off, and the rich are going to continue to get richer, and there's going to be more money coming in. And Notre Dame is going to realize we have to join a conference because of all this money coming in, and and everything we thought we were going to get. There's going to be no reset because that's normally what happens is that when a story gets this out of control, there's some kind of reset. All right, well this is going to happen, right? Salaries got out of control in the NFL for draft picks who had never played a, a down before. So Sam Bradford was the last number one pick who got paid like a guy who's hitting free agency at the age of 26, and he's a superstar. So the NFL pulled the emergency break there and said, okay, we need to get back to this a little bit. I, I don't see there being any emergency break in college football after, after this story yesterday. Well, I, I think that you're 
I think you're combining kind of two different things. And I, and I understand it is kind of one story in one sport. Um, look, generally what, what most of this is, is a breakaway from, I don't even want to say the, everybody says the NCA, but the NCA is all it is is a voting body of all the schools. Right. And the, and, and, and people can say, Hey, the college football playoff was the breakoff. And they go, oh, wasn't the BCS wasn't, that wasn't the NCAA. The, the bowl system hasn't been the NCAA. The NCAA hasn't been involved in co- postseason, the high major division one college football in, in our lifetime. Hasn't been involved in it. It's always been operated by outside operators and by the, by the power brokers that be that that's a, that's a fact. It's, it's not something I'm making up or that's not breaking information. What, what's what changed was they allowed so many other schools to have division one status, not just in football, but obviously in basketball, it's over 350 schools now. And then everyone has the same voting rights, right? So it's like, instead of being like Congress, uh, instead of being like the house, they're like the Senate, right? Where everybody gets the same number of votes per state. And they, they needed to be more like, like the house where, you know, the Texas's, the Ohio states of the world, they, they get, they just get more, more votes, more say in how things are done because what's, what's good for, you know, a, what's, I mean, even in the big, what's good for mountain West schools is not good for, USC. What's good for Mac schools is not good for Ohio State, et cetera, et cetera. But that's not how it's how it's seen and how it's perceived by these presidents, athletic directors and boosters. So I think ultimately there will be the break off. And that's what this is of whatever the elite are. And everybody's just trying to make sure they have a spot. Right. They got a chair when the music stops playing. That's the big thing. I think this really helps the Big 12. You know, if the Big 12 can smartly add more pieces and somehow like, is it the Big 10? Is it the SEC? No, I would tell you that the Big 12, the meat of the Big 12, you know, especially if they add a Colorado, Utah and Arizona and Arizona State, and maybe, you know, maybe you shoot for the stars and get try and get the whole West or whatever. That would be as good or better than the meat of the ACC, right? You're not going to compete with. Florida State in terms of their history when they're right, or Miami in their history when they're right, or Clemson and what they've been able to put together. But the, but you know Oklahoma State and uh, Utah and Colorado, they're they're better and 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 better financially supported programs for football, and they resonate more than Duke, than Wake Forest, you know, even then kind of Virginia, whatever, which is kind of a you know Stanford light, if you will, in football. So. I, I, this is all about the breakaway and who's who's with the big boys and who's with the also rans. And I think I think what's next and where who, who ends up not having a chair when the music stops is going to be sad, but it's going to be very telling for what their future looks like and the future of the sport looks like. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb been for Dan Patrick today here on Fox Sports Radio. 877-99 on Fox is the number. Twitter at How About a Fresca, Doug at Gottlieb Show. We'll have more on college football and the seismic shift thanks to UCLA and USC coming up. But straight ahead, i got a special guest stopping by to break down what we have seen so far in NBA free agency. Where could Kevin Durant wind up? Where could Kyrie Irving wind up? We're going to see another big trade request from a big star. Keep it right here. Jason and Doug, this is Fox. 
Be sure to catch the live edition of the Dan Patrick Show weekdays at 9 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Fox Sports Radio, the Dan Patrick Show. Happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Jason Smith, Doug Gottlieb. In for Dan and the Danettes today as NBA free agency enters day two. We had big signings. We had big stories with Kevin Durant telling the Nets he wants a trade away already. The Suns and Heat have become the preferred destinations for him. Joining us now on the hotline to help us break it all down, NBA analyst, former NBA player and coach, college head coach Rex Walters. Rex, what's happening, man? How are you? I'm good. How you doing, Jason? Doug, what's up? Well, um... Kevin Durant wants to be traded. What's your reaction? Surprised a little bit, especially after Kyrie signed the extension for one year. Saying all that, obviously, Brooklyn is not thinking about having Kyrie long-term. There's some serious damage going on in terms of that relationship uh, because of all the stuff that's gone on these past two years. So I, I think Kevin looked at it and said, hey, I got four years on the contract, but this is not what I signed up for. And uh, I think it's in that roster, you know, quite honestly, as much shooting as they have, they don't have much size, they don't have length, they're not great defensively. And I think the other thing that people forget is Kevin Durant knows what it's supposed to look like. He's been in Golden State for four years. They went to really four finals. They won twice. Like, um, he knows what it's supposed to look like, and he's looking at Brooklyn and saying, this is not what it's supposed to look like, so I need out. Is he going to be able to get his way? Because this is not a great situation with the Nets right away. The Nets didn't say, we want to keep KD. We want to be able to try to figure out a way for him to take the floor for us. It's, we're going to make the best trade possible. Uh, is he going to get to a team that he wants to get to if, if, in fact, like the Suns and the Heat at the top of his trade destination list? That'll be tough. I think, you know, at the end of the day, Brooklyn has the has a leverage in this in, in terms of they have to get something back. And you're talking about a top one one a one b player in the nba and 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 also the contracts have to work so that's a that's a big price to pay to give someone like kevin durant up you got to make sure you're getting some quality things back i mean sean marks right now this thing i I respect the fact that they went for it they went for it with with kd kyrie james harden then after that you know we, we talk about um you know ben simmons and now it's all kind of blown up. So now Sean Marks is like, okay, now I'm in like, we got to make something out of this mode. They've given up a lot to be in this situation, and now it's all blown up. So there are teams out there. I mean, you, I hate to say this, but you look at the Lakers, they've got two guys that, that are very similar in terms of salary, in terms of Anthony Davis availability. That's the Lakers, right? you got two guys with two big contracts. That's what Kyrie and, and Kevin Durant have, I think, if you, if you talk about Miami, I don't know if they have necessarily the assets that Brooklyn wants, especially with the situation with Bam Adebayo and Ben Simmons being on, you know, still their first contract. So it'll be interesting. And then you've got to get DeAndre Aiden to sign off on the side trade uh, to go to Brooklyn. And then DeAndre's got to be asking himself, what am I walking myself into going to Brooklyn? So uh, there, there's a lot of work to be done. It'll be interesting to see how this all plays out. If you're LeBron James, okay, let's just imaginary scenario, and you could either roll with Anthony Davis or roll with Kevin Durant, what do you do? Oh, it's not even close. I'm rolling with Kevin Durant. He's seen firsthand what Kevin Durant can do. That that whole thing, when you talk about those great you know finals with Golden State and Cleveland, it became a non-factor when Kevin Durant joined the, the Warriors. It was a no-brainer. The other thing is Kevin Durant, even though he's had some issues with injuries, 
Like, this dude loves to play, loves to work. Everything I've ever heard about Durant is he loves to play, loves to compete, wants to win, wants to have his own type of legacy in terms of, and I don't think he thinks long-term like this, that, but he loves to ball. That's what he's all about. Whereas Anthony Davis has had his issues with injuries. So, yeah, there, there's no question. And you're talking about switching like size. They're both going to play the 3-4. You get a guy like Kyrie as well who knows how to play with LeBron. Uh, that would be really interesting when you talk about you know the Warriors dynasty. Now the Lakers are right back in the mix in terms of, and you can have, you know, and they're going after size and length in terms of defensive-minded guys with minimum contracts or, or lower salary guys. But with those three, and if they're all available, that becomes really scary. You know, it's, it's interesting. You, you mentioned how much he loves the ball. Remember the Anthony Davis story came out that he hadn't touched a basketball in two months. Like Kevin Durant's a guy. Now he's had injury issues as well, but Kevin Durant's a guy who probably hasn't gone two days without touching a basketball. Not not two months, Rex. That's that, that story was yeah. crazy. But it was. Well, and when you talk about you know this is a guy that over the course of career he's played over eighty games three times. He's played over seventy games multiple multiple times. Like Anthony Davis, that that just hasn't happened. You know, and, and so you talk about for Kevin, he's got to be excited to go to a major media outlet. He's got a chance to, you know, kill some some ghosts in terms of the Warriors, you know, and, and what they've been able to do is to have those two teams on the West Coast battling it out would be phenomenal. But, yes, I, I think that LeBron would know, hey, this is someone that I have the utmost amount of respect. And you've got really the two best players probably over the last 10 years on the same roster. And that's what the Lakers have always been. They've been about great, great players, right, that are available to play to win championships. So, Rex, do you think that, that Kyrie finds his way to the Lakers? And and, and this is this is, we, we're going into the season and Kyrie and LeBron are, are trying to wreck it in the Western Conference? I think that that's – everything that I've heard and read is saying that Kyrie, that's something Kyrie wants to do. I, I think the other thing, too, is – you know, Kyrie's got a reputation now, and, and I love Kyrie. I, I love to watch him play. Uh, as a coach, it was hard to coach against him uh, and the game plan, but he does have a reputation, right? So Cleveland left it on a sour note. Boston left it on a sour note. And then obviously Brooklyn, that's been a sour note. So, you know, with a guy like KD and LeBron, I think that the Lakers say, hey, we can we can actually not manage Kyrie, but but – they'll have guys that can help hold him accountable and bring out the greatness that he, we all know he has inside of him. Rex, um, I'm intrigued by Brad Beal. Okay. Does he go back to Washington? Does he try and get to a team, get to a franchise where he feels like he can legitimately compete? What do you think Brad Beal does? Well, I think that the new thing nowadays is, number one, get your money. That, that, that's the number one thing. Get your money, make sure it's guaranteed, and then, hey, okay, now what are you going to do to allow us to be a, a real contender, right? And I think Bradley Beal is a, and again, another guy, as I coached in the NBA and as I get game plans and watch players, I'm like, this dude is special. But is he an elite, elite? You're talking about the KDs, LeBrons, those type of guys. He's not that, but he's a second tier. So you're going to need another two or three guys like that. Is Porzingis that type of guy? The question is, is still really out on that one. And then who else can they add to that roster, right, to, to really take them to another level in a great Eastern Conference? Because they're going to need great players around him. He needs at least two other guys 
that are close to his level for them to have a chance to be really competitive in the Eastern Conference. And if that doesn't happen, I can see him saying, hey, it's time for me to move on. You know, he'll do the same thing that a lot of players are doing. That's the new thing now. It's like the NBA transfer portal. They say, hey, I'm ready to move on. Here's my list of teams that I want to go to. Let's make it work. Rex, what we've seen so far, you know, we're into day two of free agency. We've seen some players sign. What's the move you've liked the most so far? And if you say Jalen Brunson to the Knicks, I'm okay with that as a Knicks fan. So if, if that's your answer, I'm fine with it. Uh, but what, what, what do you like so far? Wow, it, it's been kind of crazy, to be honest with you, that the money that has been out there. When you think about Jokic, he's going to make $50 million a year when he gets to that extension. And guess what? He might be worth it. Like, if you're going to, if I'm going to throw big money Devin Booker, I'd be, I'd be interested to see what happens when Chris Paul leaves Phoenix, right? Is Devin Booker going to have the same type of impact? Because he's a great, great player again. I've been more intrigued with some of the signings of players. I'm like, how did he get that type of money? And God bless him. Like, I'm all for players making their money. But you, you look at Oklahoma City, and Lou Dort is a tough, physical guard. He's not a great shooter. To give that guy over $80 million, I was, like, scratching my head a little bit. So, I, you know, I'm not answering your question, but I was, I'm more intrigued by some of those moves where guys are getting crazy money and they haven't proven that they could win uh, and really, you know, be an efficient, effective player in the NBA on both sides of the ball. Yeah, but Rex, I, I think part of it is, and we struggle with this, is the scale changes, right? Like Lou Dort, $80 million jumps out at you. But then you go like, did you see what the back end of Jokic and Carl Anthony Towns deal plays them? Did you guys see this? Their final year of their Supermax deal they just agreed to yesterday is $62.1 uh, million for one season. And, and so, like, I, I mean, obviously there's inflation, but – with, with all the money, like, we, we just have to look. What, what happens is we look at it, we're like, I can't believe that guy's making 15 now. Like, yeah, but the best players are making 60, so 15 kind of fits. It's just, it's really hard for us to wrap our heads around when the numbers, uh, when the numbers jump like this. But then you kind of relate it to, like, did you ever think you're going to be paying $6 a gallon for gas, right? I mean, every, everything has, everything has jumped. But I saw that, that Towns deal and the Jokic deal. And Jokic is an MVP. He's a great player. But $62 million is unbelievable. Yeah, it, it is. It's really interesting. And then you got to look at your roster construction and how are you going to be able to put players around, players like Cat. You know, Ant's going to come up pretty soon, and he's going to be asking for crazy money. And then you've got, you know, what are they going to do with D'Lo, D'Angelo Russell? Uh, he's making a good amount of uh, change. And then can you put the right pieces around in a smaller market like Minnesota? And I root for Minnesota. My daughter's a video uh, associate with the Timberwolves, so I root for them. Uh, and, then, you know, they've got new ownership that, that's kind of transitioning in. They've got a new GM that is, again, you're in the Western Conference, and, you know, every job is difficult. And Finch has done a great job. But again, you've got to put together a roster that allows you to compete at the highest level. And when a guy is making $60 million, it makes it difficult. But this is an elite three-point shooting, four, five, and, and cat. And now you want to see the winning go along with it. So hopefully that happens. I hope it for my daughter because then she's employed. But also you hope it for that franchise because you've got to put good pieces, defensive-minded guys that are skilled, that can shoot the basketball around cat. And those guys aren't going to be coming cheap. 
With the money coming in, a man who'll be using his daughter's influence to come out of retirement and play for the Timberwolves this year for $15 million a year. <laughs> Rex Walters. Rex, as always, buddy, appreciate it, man. Thanks so much for making time for us. I uh, appreciate you guys having me. Have a good one. You got it. Doug, you're going to come out of retirement and play, right? For sixty million dollars? No, no, no. You're not going to get sixty. You'll get fifteen million. I mean, come on. You're not going to get. You're not going to get Jokic money, but you'll get fifteen million. I would pay for. I would. I would play in that league for five hundred dollars. That would. That would be <laughs> fine. Just always. Always wanted my name on the back of one of those. One of those jerseys. But no, it's. It's really interesting. Like we're. You know, I remember what Kevin Garnett was the first hundred million dollar contract, and I just wonder how many years away we are from the first hundred million dollar per year athlete. Right. We're, we're creeping closer. We got to 50 in football. Now we're going to get we're a couple years away, obviously, from 60 in basketball. How many years away are we from somebody getting one hundred million dollars for one year of their of their sport? If I told you 2030, would you take the over or the under by 2030? Someone's going to be getting one hundred million dollars a year, either in the NFL or the NBA. I mean, probably not in Major League Baseball, but you never know. But somebody in one of the by twenty thirty, would you take? Yes, that would happen, or it might be a little bit after that. Uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to take the under. I'll say before twenty thirty, and this is not. This is salary. Yes, contract salary, right? Because you know people go, well, you know, LeBron made over a Tiger Woods. No, no, no. I'm saying. Um, and didn't Phil blow through hundred million dollars in gambling? No, I'm kidding. It's like forty in four years. <laughs> I mean, this, this. I mean, like, it's like the live golf money is is real money. Tiger turned that down. But I'm talking. We're we're just baseball, basketball, football. I will take the under in 2030 in someone playing for a hundred million dollars in a year. Okay, if I I'm, said the under. if I said 2025 for someone making Over. 75 Over. million. Oh, 75. Uh, 75 million in 2025. Wow, three years. Wow, uh, I'll still go under. I'll, I'll still go over, o- over on that one, but very close. I mean, that's that's push level. I mean, because look, I mean, incrementally, quarterbacks have creeped up, right? And that that salary that salary pool is only going to get bigger. That that's what this comes from. And then of course you got baseball. Like I don't think, I I don't think we're there with baseball. Baseball they stretch it out over so long. We're still in the thirties, right? We haven't even reached. But for football, quarterback and super max deal in basketball. And, you know, it'll have to be one of these young players that has gone cycled through two contracts that gets to the third one. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company. It's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. That's discover.com slash match. Limitations, they do apply. Well, speaking of guys making money, new report coming up next. Someone's really getting paid nearing a $230 million max deal. Is he worth it? That's straight ahead right here. Jason and Doug, this is Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention all wrestling aficionados. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. This is Freddie Prince Jr., and I am beyond thrilled to announce that our wrestling extravaganza is back, and joining me once again is the one and only Jeff Dye. 
Get ready as we highlight the most jaw-dropping matches, dissect the fiercest feuds, and uncover the latest twists and turns in the world of pro wrestling. We're dusting off our legendary side quests and unleashing a barrage of brand new segments that will keep you guys on the edge of your seat like our talks on unsanctioned Thursdays. Freddie, you know we gotta give the people what they want. This season, we have an all-star lineup of special guests who are gonna be gracing our podcast, bringing with them their own unique insights, experiences, and all of that in the world of pro wrestling and beyond. Whether you're a seasoned wrestling veteran or a fresh-faced newcomer, we promise an experience like no other. So buckle up, wrestling fans. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty, Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed up as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio, happy Friday, happy Bobby Bonilla Day. Jason Smith and Doug Gottlieb in for Dan and the Danettes today as day two of NBA free agency continues. We had a big-time money conversation with Rex Walters a few minutes ago, and now it's time for more money. And, you know, and that's the thing, Doug, I've known, you know, knowing you for this long, that anytime there's a conversation 
as long as it's about a lot of money, I, I know that gets your interest because there are certain topics that we get into that. But when it gets to money, it's just I, I, I you know, and, and part of me is I understand more the ramifications of certain things when you deal with that money because I can hear the excitement in your voice. Like when you talk about things like, hey, here's Nikola Jokic going to make sixty two million dollars in the final year of his deal. Well, I just I mean, the, the number jumps out at you, right? Doesn't it? Mm-hmm. I mean, you just sit there and go like, wow, I had I didn't I didn't do that. I was doing the math. That's a lot of how is it broken down? And then when I saw a six and then a two in the final year of the deal, that was that was different. That was that was different. Okay, so what what's the next money story you want you, you got for me? So according to Shams, who's got this uh, a few minutes ago, Zion Williamson will be signing a five year rookie max contract extension worth up to two hundred and thirty one million dollars. Uh, this from Shams on the Athletic. The commitment's gonna take Williamson's new deal through the twenty twenty seven twenty eight season. Now at first you look at this and go, wow, he's gonna re sign with New Orleans. Cause I, I I thought the for the for the longest time he's gonna be the guy, he's gonna be the next shack. He's gonna say, Yeah, you can give me a lot of money, but I need to get someplace else other than New Orleans. But when you hear Rex Walter say, hey, guys say I'm going to get paid first and then figure everything out. Uh, I still don't know that Zion Williamson's uh, career is going to end up being something that's long-term in New Orleans. He has said, I want to sign this deal as soon as possible. He's had injury issues, so now he's got paid. I, I don't know that this takes him out of, hey, yeah, I-, I got paid, but now I'm eventually going to find my way out of New Orleans and get someplace else. Yeah, I, I think that's more for guys that are further along. Uh, take a guess how many games... Zion Williamson has played in the NBA. Uh, it, it, is it 50? Has he played 50 games? Uh, over that. Over that. Over. So, let's see. 85 games. 85 games, exactly. That's how many Wow, games. really? So I got just, it right in the second time. That's awesome. I didn't even look yeah. that up. I swear to God, I didn't look it up on the computer. That was really good. That was really good of you. Um <laughs> Man, what else am I thinking here, Jason? That's not, <laughs> that's not that's not creepy at all. No, really, no, that's no, no. A normal thing. No, you're thinking no. you're but, thinking about a sandwich right now. You know, ten forty eight. Where you are, you're thinking about a sandwich. I am, I am thinking about a sandwich. Tell me, mustard or mayo? Anyway, <laughs> he's played eighty five games. So this is one of those. I mean, I don't. First, I actually like what New Orleans has. They they have a nice. They got a good they got a good group and then you add Zion to it and it that that could be one of those sneaky holy cow are the Pelicans they're really really good. I I think there's a little bit of a leap of faith here from New Orleans and I would guess that Zion gets that. Like look, we're going to give you a max deal, but you got to keep yourself in better shape and condition. We've never they've done a really good job of never calling him out on his physical conditioning, but it's been bad. So I, I do think, and there was a, you're right. There was a lot of talk of he's disconnected with the team. He's not working out with the team. Um, suddenly they start talking about $200 million and he's all about the Pelicans, but I'm going to buy that, that this one, he plays at least all but the last year, you know, when you get to the last year. If you want to steer your way out of it, maybe, but he's only played, he's essentially played one NBA season and, and he's going into his fourth year. So I, and he hasn't stayed healthy, didn't stay healthy at Duke, didn't stay healthy in, Summer League hadn't stayed healthy at all in the NBA and then missed all of this season. Uh, next year is the years where he needs to deliver on the goods. And uh, I think this is a leap of faith contract. This is a difference in the NFL and the NBA, right? In the NFL, you get paid for what you're going to do. In the NBA, you get paid for what they hope you're going to do. 
I look at at, at at Zion, and that was always the only concern I had. You know, his weight, and he had gotten hurt every single year in his career, going back to high school. You know, missing the end of high school, he missing a lot of time with Duke, missing time here. If he goes and 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 look, the NBA is is very fickle. If he just proves that for the majority of this year. He stays healthy. Uh, th- then other teams, I think, are going to okay. Now we can be into we can believe in him because we'll believe in him sooner rather than later. And Zion will accelerate that process. Now, if he still stays hurt and he's playing thirty five games a year because he can't stay in the lineup, no, I agree. But I, if if he just has shows this year, he can do it. No, I, I think that you can you can look at a big power play the year after for Zion saying, okay, I showed you how good I can be. I'm the next hood ornament of the league because he has an it factor unlike anybody else in the league you know I mean the, the thing about Zion is as we talked about the the little bit of time that he's played the interest level in him is kind of very Shaquille O'Neal-esque that we want to see him they're, they're going to put his games on on national TV as much as they can uh he will gain that power pretty quickly uh, I think you might be surprised how fast Zion could be able to call the shots as long as this year he shows hey I'm healthy and I'm dominant like I was in the glimpses I've shown so far yeah I mean I I still think at the end of the day you know organizations it, 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 you know, if, if one, it all comes down to the type of person you are and where you are in your life, um, you know, and and how organizations are structured. I, I think there's a the, there there is a certain group of organizations that do get pushed around and and players are able to dictate and determine where they're going to go and what they're going to do. And there's some that aren't, you know, like we don't hear all this noise from every player. So. I'm I'm not into the Zion's going to control and get himself out of New Orleans. Like they did him a favor, gave him a supermax because they think that's what he can be. Uh, he's got to stay healthy and he's got to be able to shoot the basketball. But he's so explosive, and you know he's that perfect small ball four or five. You know he's really only about six foot five, but he can guard. You know and he can't guard centers, traditional centers per se, but they can't guard him either. And he is an absolute freak. So. I hope he's healthy because I think that Pelicans team is a really good one and a fun one to watch. If I now speaking over on, we did over under for a hundred million dollar a year uh, players in the in Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA a few minutes ago. Okay. If I put the over under for Zion's games played this year at fifty five, over over for Zion fifty five. See, I would still yeah. take the under. Because I, I I don't know I don't know how how much he can stand the rigors of playing a, a regular schedule once it gets past twenty twenty five thirty games. I mean I know you know if you play a lot in AAU and but you know this is different now and you're talking about the pounding of the NBA. I I, I would still take the under. If he played forty games this year, I would say ah that's probably what I would expect from him. If he plays in the in the somewhere in the low forties, all right, that's kind of what I would get from Zion. Um, I don't know. He played sixty one games two years ago, so I. I think he'll. I think he'll hit the over there. Look, it's the big thing is what is the weight that he's going to play at? You know, if he's going to show up in the high twos and the three bills, like you're you're going to be right. Something a body is not supposed to have that much weight, that much power, that much explosiveness. It's just. It, it, but I I I truly believe that you miss a year. And you sit there and watch and you go through the fluctuations and wait. And at some point in time, the light switch goes on. And, and I, I'm hoping that with all that money, the light switch goes on. Don't know if it will, but it feels like, again, and I'm based upon posts on social media, feels like it has, but that, that's what's going to happen. He's got to spend, I mean, look, it happened for Joel Embiid this year, right? 
spent time dedicated his body and what he eat and when he ate and look at how what, what kind of year he had. The 2022 Mercedes-Benz family of SUVs extraordinary is one test drive away. Learn more at mbusa.com. So there it is. According to Shams, The Athletic, we have a $231 million extension for Zion, which is coming right now. Coming up next, we get back into Kevin Durant and the big ramifications of his trade request. Fox. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff, are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddie? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters— with new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 